And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss, Dave Dufour is our producer, and I'm talking to Mo Dekeel today. And Mo, the Jazz beat the Wizards 120-112. This was just another solid game for Lori Markkinen. Uh, the Jazz are good. The Jazz <laughs> are good. We, 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 can, we can probably like retire that. I mean, they're better than what we thought they would be. This was a good game for them because they really kind of struggled in the first half. It looked like the Wizards might actually kind of start to pull away. I thought Kyle Kuzma had a great first half and really kind of exploded for them. But the Jazz just in the second half decided, all right, we're going to take over. And, you know, Laurie Markkinen, another efficient game, 7 of 14 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3. I mean, just everybody kind of produced for them. You know, Walker Kessler with 14 rebounds, like just a general five offensive boards on his own. You know, the, the bench was phenomenal. This was just, hey, it was a good team win, as all of these wins are have been for the Jazz. It continues to be striking how Walker Kessler is not that much worse than Rudy Gobert right now. Like, clearly not as good, but not like five draft picks worse and a couple in Malik Beasley, who had 25 points and was 9 for 17 from the field. I mean, it's, it's shocking what Kessler's kind of done for the jazz and in, in that sense of like, there's such low expectations for him in terms of coming in as a rookie and you're seeing him kind of blossom. And you're like, wow, this dude really does. He matters for this team, which is awesome to watch young guy kind of step into that role and develop. And then, yeah, off the bench, Beasley with 25, you had Colin Sexton went six to seven from the field. that was just felt like super in control of his game had 18 points. I thought those guys really put it away for the jazz. I think Sexton probably led the game in close-up shots while he was out there. They just they couldn't get enough of him tonight. And you're right. It felt like he was the one really controlling the game while he was out there, which I don't know if we could say that a lot of the time about Sexton. No, it's probably, it's probably kind of tough, a little bit out of control and erratic, but this was a good one. They did a good job with their spacing in the second half, keeping the floor kind of spaced out and, and creating the opportunity that those guys needed. I mean, they kind of just went on a run in the second half and it blew this thing open. It was over midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was early fourth quarter. That second unit really got together. Kessler played really well. Um, Malik Beasley hit a few shots. And in the fourth quarter, it was Bradley Beal and then nothing for Washington. Kyle Kuzma really just disappeared on them in the fourth quarter with only two points. I think, you know, he, he really struggled. Bees, uh, Beal went nuts. But yeah, as you said, man, nobody else really could find a rhythm for the Wizards, and lo and behold, they fell apart. Yeah, at least I I felt Ruby gave them some good minutes uh, late in the third quarter there that kind of like kept them afloat as Utah was starting to poke back at that lead. But 
yeah, that they had the starters in there early fourth quarter and they were just getting nothing out of the rest of the team. But hey, that's what we expected anyway, right? Um, but I mean, you said Utah's a good team. Now that we've seen the dust settle where like they had that hot start and they kind of fell off, where is Utah for you at this point? I mean, they're probably a playing team. I think, you know, listen, the West is stacked and, and it, it, the standings are really compact. You know, each night it kind of moves around. But I think ultimately in the end, when we're done, they're probably a playing team or maybe just missed the playing tournament. But I don't think they're they're The expectations that we all thought was this team is going to just be one of the worst teams in the league. Way wrong. All of us. And we should all be ashamed of ourselves, especially you, Jared. I mean, um, and I, I, I think that's kind of just when I look at them, that's what I think they are right now. And, and that's a good place to be in when they gave up Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I mean, their record is almost better at this point. And listen, man, you could have seen Laurie Marketing coming. You could have seen Malik Beasley catching fire, but the legend of Walker, Walker Kessler. I mean, we just, I don't think we could have seen that. And the Jazz are in seventh place, but they are tied. They have 19 wins. Almost every single team in the playoffs in the West has 19 wins. They're all 19. It's like one through six is or one through five is 19. And then the Jazz in seventh place. So like, this could all even out. They could just by you know, they could just sit there and not do anything, and the rest of the teams can kind of pull them back up towards first. So they're really right in this thing. I will push back on it because they have 16 losses, and I think that's – I always – when I do that, I look at it by looking at the loss column, not the win column, which might just be you're the optimist and I'm the pessimist. Who knows, Jared? I'm just Walker Kessler's biggest fan, that's all. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfume, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Let's move on to New Orleans. They beat the Spurs 126-117. to 117. This game would have been a blowout if it weren't for the legend himself, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan's awesome. He's great. But I think we... But let's, let's save the Sohan discussion. Let's talk about CJ McCollum, who dropped 40, was just pretty awesome in general. He comes out of the game. No Zion Williamson, no Brandon Ingram. No problem. CJ just takes control. 14 to 27 from the field. 40 points, like I said. Eight rebounds and nine assists. I mean, he damn near had a triple-double for the Pelicans. He just... And just... You were yawning, so I was trying to save you. This is... uh, Dave's fucked. Uh... Go ahead. He did everything in 37 minutes, had a 14 for 27 shooting night, hit half of his threes, didn't miss a free throw, five turnovers, not pretty. He had two blocks. That was random for CJ McCollum. Um, but, you know, we, we've been talking him up on this show all year long because even though the numbers aren't great a lot of the time, inefficient shooting nights, crunch time, he always comes through. 
And this was just a great opportunity with the other two stars gone to just see him that he can still show. He still shows that he can take over a game start to finish whenever he wants to. I mean, he's a high level player. Like, I don't think people really need to kind of nitpick too much. And, you know, he's picking his spots when those guys are on the floor with him. But when they're not there, he's a guy you have to account for. And also, this is the Spurs. They weren't a very good team. And they know they're not a very good team. They're struggling this season and they're tanking this year. And I think, you know, it was the perfect opportunity for CJ to kind of find a rhythm and get going. And that's really kind of what blew everything open for them. Now we could talk about Sohan. Okay, let's talk about it. I mean, Stanley Johnson I know, might be the best You're dying too, dude. He's you're just dying like, too. It's not just the green hair and that he's shooting free throws like he's Dennis Rodman. He is just doing the most out there at all times, and it's a beautiful mess to watch. He, he this was just one of those nights where he was making it happen. He just fat, had that rhythm, had that aggression, just knew where he could get to. He ended up with twenty three points, six dives, and he got to the free throw line ten times. Nine rebounds, too. Again, just a solid all-around knife room. I Here's my thought of just the Spurs in general, is they have a ton of great pieces that once they have the one catalyst, the one player that stirs the drink and, and, and gets it going, they're going to be a really good team. But the one thing you mentioned that we didn't talk to, that I want to get into, is Sohan shooting free throws one-handed. And I think that's something that, People want to laugh at, make fun of, and things like that. That's a real brave thing to do as a player in the NBA. It, it, the audience that you're going to have. And he started to do it previous game against Houston. And I think you're starting to see, hey, he just doesn't care. He's going to go do what he needs to do to be better. And if that means he's going to go 7-10 to 10 from the free throw line, then God damn it, he's going to do it. it. Not only is it brave for any NBA player, but he's a rookie. And most rookies are just trying to blend in. And... This game was the ultimate Sohan performance that he was the entire scenery. He wasn't blending in at all. Like he was, he's willing to take those one-handed free throws no matter what. He ended up going seven for ten from the line. Uh, just the fact that he is trying to figure out how to shoot a free throw and he was still aggressive enough to get to the line ten times, like that shows the level of confidence that he has. And you see the way that he's just trying to force his way through everybody and make plays. There was one play where he grabbed a loose ball and just immediately started attacking. Like. He is just grabbing and going in a way that most rookies are scared to. Yeah, he's just a fun player in that sense. And I think I was excited for him coming out of the draft. I thought this is going to be a guy that's going to be fun to watch. But I want to give you just quick story time, Ooh. Jared, because I have a little bit of experience with this. I'm not going to name the players involved, but for one of the teams I was working with, we had a rookie big man who was a very poor free throw shooter. Couldn't imagine who this was. Actually, you will never guess it. Really? It's not who any of you are thinking with, but you will never guess it. The We convinced him to shoot free throws granny style. The Rick Barry free throw. And he was actually pretty good with it. Until a star player noticed in practice that he was doing it. And then basically in the locker room told him, you can't do this in games. You're going to get made fun of too much. And we could not get said player after that to agree to do that again. So you know, kudos to Sohan for, for, for not only practicing it, but actually doing it in games. That's why when I saw it, I was like, you know what? This makes me happy. Also, isn't your star player the one making fun of him? Is it just like we're just going to make fun of you this one time and the rest of the league won't make fun of you? Whatever. 
if you hit your free throws, who gives a crap? Also, just quick shout out to Willie Ernan Gomez. He played 22 minutes, 13 points. Uh, they are 10 and four with him in the lineup this year. Not a lot of those kids where he's playing, but like, I thought he was falling out of the league. He's just one of those guys that seems to stick around forever. He's like the immortal Willie Horn and Gomez. It, listen, he brings energy. He brings juice. He had a nice play early on where he had a nice rescreen and then rolled to the basket, created the opportunity for him to get the, I think he got a layup out of it. Listen, it, big man like that, just find ways to stick, at least as a 10th, 9th man. It's funny. He's actually only in his seventh year in the league. I don't know why it feels like he's been around forever. Uh, speaking of guys that feel like they've been around their situation forever, uh, Trey Young, uh, Chris Haynes at Yahoo, he had a report, sorry, Chris Haynes at Bleacher Report, had a Bleacher Report today about Trey Young being looked at around the league as the guy that could be on the move if another star is going to be pried away from a situation. What do you think about the Trey Young situation in Atlanta? I think there's a lot of things that are wrong in Atlanta, and I think it goes to many levels, and I think... Trey Young's one of the problems at the end of the day. And I think there's a question of whether he's going to become a disgruntled star and, and everybody's going to kind of have to start figuring it out. But I think they got overconfident with their run to the conference finals a few years ago and thought they were something that they're not. And I think that's, you know, that goes to all the guys they have. And they've made a massive trade for DeJounte Murray. And so far, it hasn't been able to pan out. And I'm not surprised to hear that. I think... People have been kind of expecting this to come. And I think this is something that's not really a shock, but it is, you know, early considering he's still early into his extension. And I think that's something that's going to be problems. And this is the worst part of all, Jared, this is going to hang over the Hawks for the rest of the season. I don't know how the Hawks could ever deal with having players on their team that make get traded. So uh, everyone in the league well, no, but they, Anybody who wants to try to get anybody the Hawks want to trade, they've not been able to trade. Very true. All right, well, we can't trade Mo. We're stuck with him, and you're stuck with me. So that's going to do it for the Daily Ding. Thank you to Dave Dufour for making us sound good in this one. We will see you next time on the Ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.